This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to do a continuation of toxic relationships, narcissist, and references to Brian Laundrie, okay? Why am I bringing this case up? Because it is so typical of what is going on in so many domestic violence cases, you guys. So the reason that I'm I'm touching on this is because it's like this. Brian Laundrie, if you study everything, the information on this guy, you will see that he is a classic narcissist, okay? He is somebody who, when they pulled him over, when the police pulled him over in Utah with her, and she was really upset, okay, he went to the cops and he sat there and he tried to charm the cops. This is what narcissists do, you guys. This is this is why people always get fooled by a narcissist because they try to charm people and especially other people because they're always going to flip it and make you out to be the bad guy. And that's exactly what he did if you watch those police videos. When, when they got pulled over because somebody called in and said they saw him slapping her, And then he wouldn't let her in the van. He grabbed her phone and everything like that. And then she came back and she was, she lashed back at him because she was locked out of the van. All right. But when the cops asked him questions, he, he stood there and you watched his body language, you know, holding his, his arms, you know, in front of him, you know, very weak and timid and poor me, poor me. I'm just a nice guy. Right. And he says to the he says to the police officer, he says, she's crazy. She's crazy. Okay. So never once did you hear him admit anything to the fact that he did anything to have caused the altercation. Okay. There was no transparency on his part. As we know with narcissists, they're not transparent. They have a mask on. They try to fool people. They try to make everybody think that, oh, it's you're the problem. I'm not the problem. And this is exactly what he did. He tried to make her out to be this hysterical girl, almost to the point that so many people were sitting there and they were attacking her saying, oh, you know, she's high strung and she's, you know... You know, she has issues and this and that. Okay. This is my take on it. How do I know? Because I've seen, I've seen people like that before in my life. I, there's so many, you know, similarities. It's not even funny. So the point is, okay, you have to recognize in your life when you're dealing with these narcissistic people. And I said it time and time again. All right. The minute that you're dealing with a narcissist and you're sitting there and you're trying to talk to them or you're talking in a group or you're trying to, you know, plea your case and they 
won't take any accountability and they flip it on you, you have to have you have to have that mental acknowledgement and say to yourself, I'm dealing with a narcissist. I'm dealing with a toxic person. This person will never admit that they're wrong, okay? Unless it's going to benefit them in some way, shape or form. And what these people do, you guys, is they take other people, what we call, you know, outside people to kind of, you know, they, they refer to it in a lot of ways as flying monkeys. These are, you know, the people on the outside that they try to, you know, manipulate into believing that they are right against you. And this is exactly what happened with Brian Laundry when he was getting questioned by the police that day. Okay. He was trying to charm them, you know, laugh, smile, like, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's just an argument, you know, like, you know, like she's getting hysterical for nothing. And Gabby Petito sat there in in the car, all right, when they were questioning her, and she was she was a battered she was a battered woman, you guys, because she couldn't even she couldn't even say she protected him. Not once did she say he slapped her or anything like that because she was afraid. And this is so typical of, you know, women that have been battered or people that have been battered. They're afraid to speak up because they're afraid of what will come afterwards. After the police leave, is that person going to go crazy on them? So she sat there crying, crying, okay, with, you know, this turmoil going on inside her. Not only that, you guys, not only that, she was sitting there trying to tell the police, you know, oh, I have OCD. Oh, I have OCD. Okay. Now, whether she really has OCD or it could be a scenario where he has put that in her head, because this is another trait of narcissists, you guys, and you need to be aware of it because you will come across these toxic people in your life. It could be not only in relationships, in your work environment, in your friends, or anything like that. What they will try to do, okay, besides call you crazy, is they will say something to the effect of, oh, you're bipolar, or you have mental issues, or you're crazy, or go take your medicine. Anybody talks to you like that in that condescending way, you are dealing with a toxic person and you need to recognize it. You don't sit there, you don't you don't, you know, try to convince them or plea your case to them. No, you realize that the problem is not you. The problem is them. All right. And this is, this is what I see with this case. I see uh, a girl that has been beaten down emotionally and, you know, ends up deceased. Okay. Over a toxic relationship. And to the point where she herself is doubting herself. And this is what they do, you guys. They break you down. They break you down and make you feel like you are the problem. They take away your self-confidence. They try to, why do they do this? Because they want the control. They don't want you strong. They don't want you to have self-confidence or anything like that. That, that, that takes away their power. They're the ones that are insecure. That's why they're breaking you down. And that's exactly what happened here, you guys. Like there were reports that, you know, when she was supposed to go out with her girlfriend one night, he took her ID so she couldn't get into the bar. All right. Controlling. All right. And possessive. 
And these are all clues. These were all red flags going on. And let me tell you something else. She lived in the dirty laundry family's house for two years. And nobody is going to sit here and tell me that they didn't have some wicked fights over there in that house that those parents didn't witness. Okay. There must have been a ton of red flags going on and nobody did anything about it. Okay. So, you know, the reason that I bring all this up is because you guys, you may encounter yourself. People always say, oh, that would never happen to me. Uh, I would never, that would never happen to me. You don't know what could happen to you. Okay. You don't know what could happen to you. There's a lot of people that say, oh, my husband would never cheat or anything like that. And they end up, their husband cheated on them, okay? Politicians and everything else. So you don't know, in, t- unless you're in a situation like that, unless you've been educated and made aware of certain kinds of red flags that are there, you guys, all right? So the reason that I'm bringing this all up, because this is classic narcissist to the extreme, okay? So... This is you when you see somebody that is controlling you that you know uh is putting you down is you know not taking any responsibility uh not taking any accountability it's always your fault always flipping the blame on you you got to say to yourself I I am dealing with a toxic narcissist a lot of times narcissistic person and this is I got to step back from this I've got to step back from this. I can't get myself in deep. Now, this poor girl, Gabby, she's only 22 years old. So, I mean, I'm sure she didn't know. You know, she's a young girl that didn't realize, you know, the beast that she was dealing with. She didn't have that guidance. She didn't have that awareness to recognize that there were all these signs, okay? All these signs. And also... I also read there were also, I don't know how true it is, but there were also accusations that were people were making on social media saying that this isn't, you know, he's choked her out in the past, okay? Now, these are all accusations. They haven't been proven. You know, we we can't say that because we don't know for a fact. But the, the point I'm trying to make with all of this is just the basic signs, okay, of silence, Silence is an answer. Not being transparent is telling you something about somebody, okay? So the fact that the dirty laundry family is not being transparent tells you that they have something to hide. Because people that are transparent will answer a question, like I said in my prior podcast. Now, another thing I want to bring up, okay, when we talk about the Gabby Petito uh, case and Brian Laundry was when he was there and he was being questioned by the police and she's sitting there crying, okay? He is showing absolutely no empathy for her, okay? And what do we know about narcissists? They show no empathy. They're not there worried about you crying on the side. They're very, you know, narcissists, they have two faces to them, all right? One face, they're very loving. They're very charming. Like they said, oh, he was so romantic in some of his posts with her, you know, 
from the surface, you look at this guy and if you didn't know what happened or the story and you would say, oh, you know, he looks like a nice guy, you know, oh, he looks like he really loved her and everything like that. But then when you dive deep, what do I tell you guys all the time? You got to dive deep into somebody, all right? You don't take somebody for face value. You've got to pick up on the red flags, okay? He had absolutely no empathy for her whatsoever. And if you saw some of the video clips, you, you hear her say in one of the video clips, why do you have to be so mean? Why do you have to be so mean? All right? Another classic um, example is when they went to the restaurant and he had a blowout with the wait staff. Okay? What, what's another thing I always tell you guys? When you go out on a date with somebody, notice how they treat the wait staff. Notice how they treat the help. How do they treat the people around you? Like, for instance, in a restaurant, are they courteous? Are they respectful? Or are they nasty and rude? Okay? Because if they're nasty and rude to these outside people, that most times is going to turn on you, all right? That That's also why I tell you guys too, like a lot of women, they love the bad guys. But what they don't realize is that that rough side of that person, oh, I, I love it, he'll fight for me and everything. That rough side of that guy, one day it's going to turn on you, okay? You know, women fantasize, oh, you know, I want this rugged exterior, you know, bad boy type of guy and everything like that. And I want him to, you know, love me and cherish me and everything like that. Yeah, they're going to love you and cherish you and, and show you a lot of t attention maybe in the beginning and be very charismatic to you in the beginning and, you know, fawn all over you. But then as time goes on, you know, when they're in a bad mood or something goes wrong or you say something they don't like, they're going to turn on you in a second. And all that roughness and that bad boy traits, guess who it's going to come out on? It's going to come out on you, okay? So this is why I tell you guys, notice how they treat outside people, all right? Because, you know, they will flip it and turn it on you. So when it comes to the Gabby Petito case, he was fighting and having an argument with the waitress and the host and the, you know, the staff there, the manager at, at this place when they were traveling in the restaurant. And she was outside crying and, and hysterical and everything like that. This is when things really came to a head. When the trip, you know, I think after, you know, two months or whatever it was in the van, after a while, they started to get on each other's nerves living out of a van, all right? And... You know, you're, you're with a toxic person. It came to a head. It came to a head. And then she went in to apologize for him. And in my, this is my perspective, okay? I'm not saying this is what went down. But from my perspective, when she went in and she apologized or something like that, I think that must have set him off, okay? Because it was like she was going against him. And then right after that, right after that incident in the restaurant, you didn't hear anything more like when it came to the Texas or anything with communication with her or anything like that. And then he was back in Florida by himself on September 1st. So this is what happens, you guys, with this toxic relationship. You know, you're in a relationship that has its highs and its lows, highs and its lows, and you think you can control the situation. Now, it all depends on who you're dealing with, obviously. Not everybody is 
toxic to the extent of, you know, there's a, a murder or a homicide, but there's different degrees of toxicity and you have to know who you're dealing with. And a lot of these controlling type of people, you know, they all follow the same pattern and you have to recognize if you are in that pattern, okay? And the reason that I bring all this up is because I've seen this so this is so typical in so many cases. There there's every time you turn on a crime story and or snapped or one of them, it's always the same scenario, you guys. It's a controlling relationship. It's it's somebody trying to take control, and when that that person wants to leave, that person snaps out because they can't. They're losing control. Okay, the narcissist is losing control and can't handle it. All right, it's like their world is crashing down, and who knows? Maybe after everything that went down, maybe she said something to Brian to the effect like, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. And he snapped out, okay? Because he was the type, you know, if you weren't going to be with me, you weren't going to be with anybody, all right? As we could see from the type of, you know, cryptic kind of messages he put on his Pinterest and everything like that, all right? With the my baby tombstone um, message that they saw and everything like that. All right. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta read into the, the little stuff to really understand what really was going on. Now, when it comes to narcissists, all right, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, um, he might've killed himself or something like that. A narcissist is not going to kill themselves most times. All right. Uh, that's why, you know, a, a lot of the experts, they're projecting that he is out there and, you know, he is not going to kill himself. Even when he came back, there was no empathy from him nor his family shown to 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 Gabby Petito's family or to the press for somebody that lost his girlfriend or to the family that had this girl, their future daughter-in-law, living there for two years. Where's the empathy? All right. There was none. So what does that tell you? All right. That tells you that silence is a message. Silence is a message. Okay. So what do we learn by all this, you guys? We learn that when we see red flags, we are, we see toxic red flags like this, like somebody puts you down all the time. Um, if anybody ever puts their hands on you, that is, they are RIP, okay? They are done, finished. You got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them because it's going to happen again. It's going to keep getting worse, like I said in my prior podcast. But you have to recognize the the signs, you know? The other warning sign you got to worry about with people like that is if they don't have anything going on in their life, all right? If you're dating somebody and let's say let's say they're a loner type of person or let's say they don't have a job or they don't have anything going for them and you are that person's whole world, you got to worry, okay? Most times you have to worry because if you ever want to get out of that relationship and you're dealing with somebody who's very controlling or something like that, that could you know be a dangerous situation in some cases. So you really have to know who you're dating you know, it's good when you deal with somebody who has their own life, has their own thing going for them, 
so that, you know, today or tomorrow, if things don't work out, you could leave and they're still on their own and they're not going to hunt you down or stalk you or try to hurt you in any way because you walked out of their life and you were everything to them. That's when that's when people really are in the most danger is when you want to walk out of somebody's life and they have nothing going for them, all right? So be aware of the, the signs, you guys, when it comes to stuff like this and, and whether somebody, you know, don't be fooled when somebody is, you know, so romantic and so charming and everything. You want to look at the their other side. You want to see, you know, are they uh, very... How are they when they are angry? How are they when they're angry? And study that person. Because if you're in a situation or you're in a relationship where you feel like you're walking on eggshells, you have to get your exit plan to get out of there. Okay? Because a relationship should be a safe haven, not a war zone. And stop thinking these people are going to change. They're not going to change most of the time. Remember that when I tell you, all right? You need your support system to get out of there safely. Go listen to my prior podcasts where I talk about all of that. So I hope that helps you guys. You know, it, it's good, you know, to to understand people and to, you know, it's a very sad case, but like the the Petito family, you know, they're, they're doing the foundation for Gabby so that it could build awareness, so that it could help somebody else, that if they're in this kind of toxic relationship, they recognize the red flags and they could get out before it's too late. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm going more into this because there are a lot of people that are dealing with, you know, toxic relationships and they're sitting there hoping that that person is going to change. They're wasting their time and they could put, be putting themselves at danger. And, you know, that's why you have to study other cases to see if there's a pattern here of behavior and how it relates to your relationship. Are you in a similar situation? And if you are, you've got to recognize it and not sit there and romanticize about how charming that person is or how romantic that person is. You've got to look at the other side, the ugly side, because that's the side that will get you into trouble or get you hurt one day. All right. So I hope that helps you. If it did, hit the subscribe button and share and have a great day. Are you having a problem in your dating or relationship life and you need a question answered? Well, go to my website. The link is in the podcast description and you'll see how you can ask Yaz a question and get it answered confidentially. So go to the podcast description and look for the link where it talks about how Yaz will answer your question. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz. I want to tell you about my two books that are on Amazon, okay? You can download them free with the trial membership from Kindle. The first book is Regain Your Power. If you're in a relationship and you feel like your partner has all the control in the relationship, maybe you're walking around on eggshells, you're afraid to approach them, it's going to tell you how to regain your power and, and be happy in the relationship, okay? And what you may be doing wrong and that's why your partner has all the control in the relationship. The other book is He's 
signs he's not into you, he's wasting your time. There's a lot of people that are dating someone or in a relationship with somebody who's not really vested in the relationship. And we, we often are confused as to whether our partner really likes us or is into us or wants a future with us. And this book is going to give you signs and red flags of whether your partner is into you or he's just basically drifting and wasting your time. So go to Amazon and download the Kindle free trial membership. Doesn't cost you anything. And check it out. It may help you. Okay, and have a great day.